Hello, Disney fans, and welcome to the show. My name is Austin Terrace, and I'm joined here today by my wonderful sister, Kylie. Hey, everybody. Coming up on this episode of Disney Daydream, Ratatouille, the TikTok musical, raises over $1.5 million for the Actors' Equity Fund, and Soul premieres on Disney+. Plus. Later on, we'll give you a complete overview of Saratoga Springs Resort. So, take a little break in your busy day, and let's start daydreaming. Maybe you listen to our show on Spotify, maybe Apple Podcasts, or maybe something else. But wherever you listen to us from, please remember to leave us a rating, leave us a review. That really helps our show be discovered by other potential listeners, so we would appreciate that very much. Remember to follow our social media accounts at Diz Daydream on Instagram and Disney Daydream Podcast on Facebook. Our emails disdaydream at gmail.com. And if you've been a longtime listener of the show and you're wondering what you might be able to do in this new year of 2021 to help us out, please consider checking out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Disney Daydream. Our wonderful patrons contribute monthly, a financial donation to the show, and that helps us do things like maintain our equipment and pay for music licensing as well as our hosting website. So that would be wonderful if you'd give that a chance. We have tiers that start for as low as $3 per month and that go up to $25 per month, depending on what you're able to give. So go and check that out and see what kind of cool perks you can earn for being a Disney Daydream patron. Our show is sponsored by those wonderful patrons and by Daydream Travel Agency. Your experts at planning the perfect trip to Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, or Aulani. Head on over to daydreamtravelagency.com for more information, to request a quote, or to utilize any of our completely free vacation planning services. Let's head into our news stories for today, and this is one that I've been really looking forward to talking about. Chances are, if you're not Gen Z, or if you don't have teenage kids, you might not be that familiar with TikTok trends. Last year, Emily Jacobson posted a song to the popular social media platform, and if you have no idea what TikTok is, just think dances and other funny, like, 15 to 30 second little video clips. Uh, This song was a suggested opening number for Ratatouille the Musical, and creators and musicians from around the world quickly started to add to the score giving the characters from the movie that we know and love really catchy, upbeat tunes, gorgeous ballads, and even some dance numbers. And this was the type of collaboration that could only have been started during a pandemic. 
And it was both immensely entertaining and inspiring to see. Like every week, it seemed a new, incredible song from somebody would pop up. And it's just like, oh my gosh, this is this is like really high quality stuff. In December, the popular ticket vendor Today Tix, I've used them many times to score some last minute Broadway tickets. They announced that they would produce a fully virtual production of the musical that would be available to stream for 72 hours. To watch the stream, you had to pay at least $5, but you could really contribute any amount that you wanted because all the proceeds went to support struggling actors during this time with the Actors' Equity Fund. Opening night occurred on January 1st with Titus Burgess playing Remy, while the rest of the cast was filled with stars like Ashley Park, Andrew Barth Feldman, Mary Testa, Adam Lambert, Wayne Brady, Kevin Chamberlain, and many more. When the stream finally closed on January 4th, more than $1.5 million had been raised. And Emma and I watched this together, and this is a good time to mention Emma's not joining us for this episode because she's in the midst of some college musical theater auditions, a really stressful time. So she'll be back with us shortly. Uh, We'll miss her during this episode, but she is doing fine. Um, We watched it together, though, and this was everything that I wanted to see and more. The music, of course, was fantastic. The score was played by an all-female orchestra. They sounded great. The show was funny. They added a lot of dialogue in between because I believe on TikTok it was songs and dances. I don't think any dialogue was created, so they kind of linked all of the songs together. And really, Today Ticks did a great job of pulling this all together so quickly. I mean, the announcement was, I believe, in December. And then by the end of the month, they had had everything casted and recorded and ready to go. Uh, Disney would be incredibly dumb not to just literally pick up the show and put it into one of the theme parks as is. They don't have to do any development work. It's all been done for them. Just pay the creators some type of, like fee to buy the rights to it i don't even know if technically any of these people they probably don't own the rights to these songs (laughs) anyway but (laughs) that would probably be the nice considerate thing for disney to do but this belongs in a theme park it was just that good so you didn't get a chance to watch it did you no i didn't and i'm super bummed hearing how great it was i'm not a huge tiktok person i don't have a tiktok so i actually like i only heard the little bits that Emma would sing here and there. But um, I'm glad to hear that it was so great. And it's amazing that they were able to raise so much money um, with this. That's really awesome that it went to those actors that are in need right now. Right. One and a half million in just just three days. And that kind of leads me to hope that maybe it will come up again at some point. Yeah. Because I'd certainly be interested in, in paying again and watching it another time. I think it clocked in in about 45 minutes, which for a theme park show might be a little long. However, I actually thought they added too much dialogue. I think they could scale it back a little bit and bring it in at around 35 minutes where Finding Nemo and the Mm -hmm. festival The Lion King are. I guess the only thing to consider would be which theme park does this belong in? Uh, Is it going to be like an additional venue, an additional show? Or is it going to replace a show that currently exists and 
I should say currently in quotation marks because <laughs> they don't currently exist and the actors have been laid off. But I think that Epcot might not be the place for a show like this. I don't know where it would go in the in the France Pavilion. And I don't think you can really replace Festival of the Lion King or Finding Nemo the Musical. I actually think this should go right in Hollywood Studios and mm-hmm. play at the venue where Beauty and the Beast live on stage plays. I think that would be a great spot for it. Or the little Voyage of the Little Mermaid that we hear there yeah. could potentially be getting rid of. Yeah, if if it's scaled back a little bit, it, I think it could fit in there as well. But those shows are, are fairly weak, so I think it would be a really <laughs> pretty pretty much a no-brainer if I was thinking about Disney Entertainment at the moment. So we'll have to see. My fingers are crossed that maybe one day we'll see this live. That'd be cool. And, of course, we need to mention Soul. Yeah, we just have to talk <laughs> about it for a bit. If you want absolutely zero spoilers then you might want to skip ahead in this episode we're not going to like give away huge plot points but if you really don't want to know anything about it or hear any of our thoughts about the movie then skip forward but kylie what's like the basic plot summary so the very basic plot summary is joe a middle school band teacher whose life hasn't quite gone the way he expected um is truly passionate about jazz, and he is very good at it. But when he travels to another realm and tries to help someone find their passion, he soon discovers what it truly means to have soul. That is the very vague and watered-down synopsis of this movie. Um, But honestly, I feel like similarly to Inside Out, this is a movie that you kind of just have to watch to understand what it's about. I mean, I remember feeling that way with Inside Out too. I was like, really, they're going to do a full movie about emotions? Like, how how is this going to go? And I felt the same way with this one. The synopsis is super vague, and I was like, I don't really see where this is going. But it is such a beautifully done movie. It's definitely more of a mature film. It may not be as liked or understood by younger kids or younger audiences, Um just because it definitely does have that really deep layer to it. Um, but I found it just to be a really beautiful interpretation and explanation of passion, especially from someone who I went to college for dance, so I'm trained in an art form, and I, just like the explanation of music and flow state and all of like that was really cool. Um for an artist. And then I just love anything that is filled with creativity. And as Pixar usually is, the world that they created was just so, so creative, so well thought out. Um, Really fun to watch that come to life on the screen. What did you think? So much creativity. Musically, of course, it's brilliant. And You'd expect it to be music plays a huge role. It's, you know, as Kylie mentioned, the main character, Joe Gardner's passion. And there's some great jazz that's coming from him and others. And then there's some great, like, electronic, synthetic orchestrations when he goes, you know, beyond <laughs> himself into this, like, the the spirit world, the great before Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of great stuff going on there. We watched this kind of 
in the evening on Christmas together. And I think that I was expecting to be really, really blown away. I fell into the trap of building this up in my mind so much because the premiere got delayed and I knew that it was going to be about music and I knew that the main character was going to be a music teacher. And (laughs) so a lot of bells were clicking for me as like, wow, I'm going to really connect with this movie. It's going to be like the best movie I've seen all year or even more than that. So when we watched it, I think I was just a victim to my own like really, really high expectations. Mm. So that might have been a problem. And not to say that I didn't love the movie and I didn't think it was great. Also, I'm really struggling with not seeing some of these in theaters. That's something I was going to say as well. It's a completely different experience. Yeah, because we have we also have two dogs over here. And Kylie, you and your husband brought your dog over. We had to, you know, pause the movie a few times. There were some distractions happening. Yeah. And My puppy is nine months old, so he was getting into things and going places he shouldn't be. And so, yeah, it's hard to, like, truly just sit and enjoy. And when you're pausing things, too, it, like, takes you out of it. And then you have to spend the next five minutes, like getting back into the world and then you have to pause it again. And it's, yeah. Yeah. And then like, you know, it happens sonically too with the music. Like that's kind of part of the theater going experience. You feel in your own world because it's so dark, but also because of that surround sound type of deal. Mm -hmm. And obviously that's even more important in a movie like this. So I'm happy to say I did watch it again right before we recorded this episode and I didn't have any distractions surrounding me. I was wearing really good headphones. I had it loud, so it felt kind of more like a theatrical setting and I found myself to enjoy it a lot more that way. So I I think we can't underestimate the power of actually being in the theater and how that uh, helps to like immerse us in those worlds. Yeah. One of the things that had bothered me a little bit the first time, and in a way it, it still irked me a little bit, but not as much the second time watching was that I felt like Joe's character as a music teacher, I just want to see the the teaching profession be presented a little bit more positively. Mm. Because, again, it felt a little bit like another example of somebody who fell into teaching as a backup because they aspired to be a full-time performer and things didn't necessarily go their way. And that doesn't make, like, his character a bad character. It's a great character, and I think his character is a great person. But that just seems to be a little bit tired of a trope, and I think it gives teaching a little bit of a bad name like I just want to see music teaching and teaching in general like shown on screen as somebody's first choice that they love doing you know yeah so yeah that that bothered me and I think his opinion about his place as a teacher evolves over the movie which is great Mm -hmm. I don't think he necessarily feels like stuck or that it's his second option by the time the movie ends but again I don't know. Maybe that's not like a fair criticism of this movie 
It's not necessarily about that, but it ju- it just bothered me the first time that I saw it. I have to say, I think the movie was at its best when it was being really honest. Like he has a really great conversation with his mom. Yeah. And I mean, those were like the high moments for me when he really like stepped back and looked at the full picture and started to embrace the idea that life isn't necessarily about finding that one thing you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Like we have to live in all the other moments too. And we might not necessarily be on this earth to do just one thing. I think that's a really powerful statement. So, well, and just the, the idea that you kind of touched on this, but in what you just said, but that that can evolve, that you can like continue to discover things that you love and things that you're passionate about as you go through life. And that doesn't have to, you don't have to fixate on the one thing and just continue with that no matter what. It can grow and evolve and change as you change as a person. Very well put. I think something else to be said about this movie that I've just never experienced before with a Pixar movie is the number of people that I'm friends with or follow on Instagram or whatever who are adults who have been raving about this movie on social media. Like I've never seen an adult reaction to a movie that's as strong as this one. And maybe that's just because I have a lot of friends that are artists and I think artists can really connect to this movie on a different level. But I was shocked by that when like the cup, the few days after Christmas I was on social media and I saw like four or five adults posting about how it was their, their new favorite movie. And yeah, I was like wonderful. shocked. So that's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe for people that are closer to our age, like the idea of not just doing one thing or having one job for the entirety of your life is really something that hits home because so many of us have multiple jobs. Yeah. So many of us are switching those jobs or switching career paths every few years. And it's, a lot less likely that we'll stick with the same job for 20 or 30 years, like people in generations before us. Mm-hmm. So I think it really speaks to maybe that segment of the population. But anyway, if you haven't seen it, definitely strongly recommend after watching it that second time for me that it's coming right up against the, the edge of my top five Pixar movies. It's, it's somewhere around that number five ish spot so hard for me to choose always. Is it kind of (laughs) around that area for you? I would like to watch it again. Yeah. Um, I really loved the story. I really loved the creativity, but it felt slow the first time we watched it. Like there were Mm -hmm. parts where I was like, my mind was wandering or I was being taken out of it. But as you said, we did have a lot of distractions. So I wonder if I was feeling that because of all the distractions and actually being taken out of it so many times. Um, So I think before I could definitely say where it falls, I would need to watch it again without distraction. Yeah. I think if I hadn't seen it again, I might've said nine or 10. Okay. So that's kind of how many spots I think it, it jumped up from the second watch. So today we are finishing up this next section of deluxe resorts we will be giving you a complete overview of the saratoga springs resort that topic is coming right up
Saratoga Springs is the topic of our conversation today. This is a DVC exclusive resort, and wow, this is the third DVC exclusive resort in a row. That's <laughs> funny how that how it falls like that. And it opened on May 17th, 2004, with 1,260 rooms. The theme here is 1880s Victorian upstate New York equestrian town, complete with formal gardens, bubbling springs, and natural surroundings. The slogan, Health, History, and Horses, certainly is a nice way to describe this property. Woodwork, pastels, and decor that emphasizes Saratoga's tradition of horse racing can be found around every corner. This resort is located in the Disney Springs area, and it's actually the closest resort to Disney Springs because it is right across the lake. Guest villas are located in 12 buildings spread across a massive area. This resort is huge, and looking at the resort map can be a bit overwhelming. It reminds you much more of a full town rather than a typical resort. These guest buildings are separated into five distinct neighborhoods. The Springs, the Grandstand, the Carousel, the Paddock, and Congress Park. In an addition that made the resort even larger, a 60-unit treehouse villa section was added in 2009. And yes, these are large accommodations that look like treehouses. Each neighborhood is sort of unique. They all reflect the old upstate New York feeling, so you don't get the type of contrast traveling between them that you would see in a place like Caribbean Beach Resort, where each neighborhood is very different. Um, Many neighborhoods have their own leisure pool and dining options. The main area, along with uh, feature pool, check-in, rental area, community hall, arcade, spa, and Signature Dining Restaurant is located near the Carriage House. Thankfully, this is centrally located because this resort is a pain to walk. I have to say, I'm not a huge fan of the Carriage House design. It's like a big circular rotunda, and it kind of looks like a barn or a stable, and I just find it a little bit underwhelming. But if you love to golf then you should definitely consider staying here at Saratoga Springs. This place is surrounded on three sides by golf courses, and it's the only Disney resort that offers direct, walkable access to a course. Transportation is not very convenient at Saratoga Springs. Because you're right across the lake from Disney Springs, you can take a ferry boat there, which is a really nice perk. But if you want to get to a theme park, you're taking the bus. And due to the size of this resort, there are a ton of internal stops. Depending on the time of day, it's not crazy to expect about a 45-minute commute to a park. And to me, that's just kind of unacceptable for a deluxe resort. If you're in the Treehouse Villas section, then you're really out in the middle of nowhere. I can tell you right now, if I was planning on visiting every theme park during my vacation, I wouldn't stay at this resort unless I brought my car. And even if I was just having a more chill vacation, maybe even with a few off days not going to the parks, I still wouldn't stay at the Treehouse Villas section at all without a car. I would pass it up. It's just too annoying (laughs) trying to get everywhere. And especially in Treehouse Villas that does not have its own like quick service dining location, 
it's really meant to be a spot that people drive to. <laughs> this is another resort that it blows my mind that they don't do some type of golf cart rental. Like, I don't understand why you can't do that here. It's a golf resort. Yeah, and it's like the Surrey bike rental is not going to do it. No. That you pay for <laughs> hourly. And also, we, we should mention, even though this is DVC exclusive, there are always rooms available at Saratoga Springs. It's a big resort. It doesn't sell out. So you can find this stuff uh, really last minute. I, and because it's never full and it's so spread out, yeah, I have no clue why you can't do some golf golf carts here. They have them for the golf course. Yeah. Another thing about transportation here with Disney Springs is it's across the lake, but it's so big that if you stay on the far side of the resort, you can easily walk to Disney Springs. Like that's how far it stretches across the lake. It's yeah. like a very quick walk if you're in the last couple buildings on the outskirts. Mm-hmm. So in terms of dining, I will say to start off, nobody goes out of their way to eat at Saratoga Springs. While it's not home to the worst restaurants in Disney World, each dining location is just totally, completely average. The sit-down restaurant at Saratoga Springs is called Turf Club Bar and Grill, and it's right by the lobby, Carriage House. This lunch and dinner location serves an array of salads, steaks, chicken, and seafood. When you're staying right by Disney Springs, I have no idea why you would pay these pretty high prices to eat here. Like, take the boat ride and choose from one of the many incredible dining locations in Disney Springs. Like, you could go to a different incredible dining location every night and you won't run out. So I, I would not spend the money here. Connected to the Artist Palette, which is a gift shop that shares the same name, is the main quick service location that serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They offer the standard salad, sandwiches, pizza, and pastas, but they do have a really nice selection of pastries and cupcakes. The Paddock Grill and Backstretch Pool Bar are located next to the Quiet Pools in other neighborhoods. They both offer food and specialty drinks, and the Paddock Grill is even open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And because of the size of this resort, I love the fact that there's more than one quick service option. I really don't believe that anybody paying these prices should be a bus ride away from food. That's just ridiculous to me. So I'm glad that there's more than dining in just the central location. Lastly, On the Rocks is a bar located near the main pool. They offer a wide selection of cocktails, specialty drinks, wine, beer, smoothies, and lemonade. Heading into pools, the main pool by the carriage house is called High Rock Springs. This is a zero-entry pool with a water slide that winds through rocks and under a footbridge. There are two whirlpool spas and a splash pad area for kids that are close by. I actually like this pool quite a bit. It's definitely above average in my opinion. I enjoy it because the zero-entry area, I don't know, it it looks really nice. And then there's really cool rock work and landscaping that surround the pool. Good masonry job there. I don't know. It just feels kind of like an oasis. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's, it's nice. And then, of course, we have some more quiet pools that are located in the different neighborhoods. The paddock has a quiet pool. 
Um, Congress Park has a leisure pool. And uh, I believe that there's one near the carousel, or maybe that's just a barbecue grill area, but there are a few others scattered around the resort. Kylie's going to head in and talk about some uh, shopping, entertainment, and the rooms that are available here. So as Austin mentioned before briefly, the main gift shop is the Artist Palette. And this is a pretty big gift shop. Um, you'll also find a, the grab-and-go section here. Um, there's all kinds of apparel, pins, housewares, um, your resort-specific stuff. You'll find all of that there. And then they Isn't have- that strange, though? That reminds me so much of the ink and paint shop at yeah. Art of Animation Resort. Yeah. The shop connected to the dining and it's just like the same thing. It just confused well, me because I think it's a fairly nice gift shop, but I didn't get how it fit into Saratoga Springs. That's what I was going to say. I don't understand the art theme with the horse theme. Thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, but they have a second shop as well. This is called Lake Buena Vista Pro Shop. And this is where you can find all kinds of Disney golf apparel and accessories um, since... Saratoga Springs is located next to Lake Buena Vista Golf Course. This resort has all kinds of entertainment options. I was really surprised to see how long this list is. Um, but they have the Win Paint and Show instructor-led painting class. This happens every Thursday, and it is a $35 charge. You will have to pay for that one. Um, but the designs that you'll be painting change monthly. So you could go back every month if you wanted to and learn how to paint a different <laughs> picture. Um, they offer sunrise yoga, uh, like a lot of the other resorts. They have movies under the stars and campfire activities. They have a community hall here, just like a lot of the other deluxe resorts. Um, here you can find ping pong, foosball, arts and crafts, video games, DVDs, board games, and more. Um, they offer bike rentals and Surrey bike rentals that are super fun. You can do fishing here. Um, obviously, like we've said, you are located on the Lake Buena Vista golf course, so golfing is a big one at this resort. They also have tennis courts and basketball courts. There is a jogging trail, just like all the other Disney resorts. There is a playground at the Congress Park pool. And then the Win Place or Show Arcade is also there for your entertainment. Nice. I think they also have some shuffleboard courts that oh. are by the tennis area. Okay. But yeah, this there there are a lot of things to do here. And then, of course... If you want to take advantage of the spa, that's a huge amenity that not many other resorts have. Yes. Can't forget about the spa. Um, getting into room categories and descriptions. So I want to start by saying that these rooms were by far the ugliest resort rooms at Disney, I guess, in my opinion. Um, yeah, they were horrible. So outdated. So they just like, they didn't even... Like, I feel like when I look at other Disney rooms before their remodels, I'm like, I can see how at one point this was a good choice. But when I looked at these, I don't know if I could even say that. Um, yeah. Like at one point, the old Key West, early 90s, right when it opened. Yeah. Maybe at one point, All-Star. I don't know. Maybe the All-Stars, those are bad too. The <laughs> old ones there, old pop century rooms. But yeah, these, no excuse. 
for how terrible they were in 2004, even in 2004. Yeah. I can't see a lot of people being like, wow, these rooms are gorgeous. Yeah. But good news. Disney started a much needed refurbishment in June of 2019. Now, construction has had significant delays um, as a result of the pandemic and then the lawsuit that we covered on an earlier episode, but the renovation is getting there. It's almost complete. The Congress Park and the spring sections have been completed for sure, and I believe they're still working to finish up the paddock. Um, However, the grandstand and the carousel are still in line for refurbishment. Um, However, they're saying that the renovation should still be complete by June 2021, which was the projected end date. So we'll see if they make it to that. But because this renovation is not complete, Disney hasn't updated the photos and information about the rooms on their website. So if you're thinking about maybe staying at Saratoga Springs, be sure to check out the actual pictures of the new rooms. Um, You might have to do some searching on blogs and YouTube videos to find those. But don't just look at the pictures because they no longer look like that. At least, yeah, most thank of God. <laughs> and just remember, like, you can request a renovated room, it's not going to be guaranteed to you. Yeah. I just know for me, until 100% of those rooms are done, <laughs> I would not book here because the old rooms are so ugly. Yeah. Uh, even though, of course, with capacity down so low, maybe. They can all, maybe they can just use the refurbished rooms, yeah. which would be wonderful, but I'm not taking the risk. So um, Saratoga Springs has deluxe studios, just like the other deluxe resort hotels. Um, these are offered in standard and preferred options. The preferred rooms are located in the Springs and Congress Park. So these are the ones that have been complete. If you get a preferred room, you're going to be getting a refurbished room. Um And I would highly recommend getting preferred rooms at Saratoga Springs because of the size. You're located near the carriage house, so you're centrally located to the food options, the main pool, the shopping. So I definitely think that that's worth it at a resort of this size. The studios have views of gardens, lake, pool, woodlands, fairways, or courtyards, all kinds of options. And they sleep for adults. And all rooms include a porch or a balcony. The new rooms have wood floors and light and bright colors. There are some rustic barn style details to go along with the equestrian theme. Um, Right when you walk in, there's a single vanity on one side of you that has the sink um, and the big mirror. And on the other side is the kitchenette that has a small fridge, microwave, toaster, small sink and dishwasher. And then the door to the bathroom is right next to the vanity, which this vanity is really pretty, by the way. It has some really nice woodwork on it. I liked that. But in the bathroom is the tub shower and the toilet. So it is still a tub shower, um, but it has sliding glass doors and really pretty tile on the inside. So I personally don't mind it, especially because tubs can be really convenient if you have kids. Um, A lot better than a shower curtain. Yeah. So I, I don't mind that it still has the tub. And then it also has a removable shower head as well as the rainfall shower head. So it just feels a little extra luxurious. Um, in the living space, there's a bench, a large 
white dresser and TV, and then a queen bed that has underbed storage, as well as a queen size Murphy bed that folds down over the couch. Um, the queen bed has a really pretty floral print headboard, and then there are silhouetted equestrian themed pictures above the bed um, that also have some Disney touches. One is like a horseback riding helmet that has Mickey ears. Yeah, it's cute. I love that one. Um, these rooms also, all of the rooms at Saratoga Springs have this really cool three pronged ceiling fan that has a dimmable LED light. So you can like give your room some mood lighting if you want, which is fun. Um, there is a barnwood style coffee table that is on wheels, so it can be easily moved when you're pulling the Murphy bed down. And something cool about this coffee table, you can also pull the top up to make it into a table and then to access storage on the inside. Yeah, that's one of my favorite parts about the room because that could function as a desk as well because there's not a desk in there. Yep, exactly. And then inside the Murphy bed, there is artwork of two horses sleeping. They... I was trying to figure out what Disney movie they're from. Same. I don't know. But I couldn't yeah, figure it out. Me either. But they look like Disney animation, so I'm right. sure... I don't know. <laughs> but these are really beautiful updates. I would definitely consider staying in these rooms now. Getting into the one-bedroom villa, this uh, they have the same situation. There are preferred and standard rooms. Uh, Again, the preferred rooms have already been updated. The standard rooms are working on it. When you walk in, there's a small foyer entryway that takes you into the kitchen and the dining space. In the dining room, there is an oval-shaped table table with a leather bench and two chairs. And then above the table is a wagon wheel-style chandelier, which is a nice touch, again, bringing the equestrian theme in. And then on the other side is a large kitchen with white farmhouse-looking cabinets and gray countertops. There's wood wood flooring throughout the main living space. Um, And then in the living room, there is a sectional with built-in storage on each side, which looks really pretty, and then a Murphy bed in the center. This pulls down onto the love seat portion of the sectional, but the other end stays exposed. So really, you could probably sleep three people on this if you really wanted to, especially if they're kids. Inside the Murphy bed is a painting of a really pretty Victorian style house. It's really nice. I love that. On the other side of the room is a TV and a wooden TV stand dresser looking thing that actually pulls down into a twin bed with artwork of Goofy on a horse. So cute. I love when they incorporate five. Mm-hmm. The curtains are a really pretty floral pattern and they cover the door that leads you out to your patio or balcony. And then the movable coffee table we were talking about is in these rooms as well. The bedroom is carpeted, but I don't mind the carpet in here. Um, I believe the bed is a queen, but they haven't published that information anywhere yet. It looks like a queen in the pictures and the videos I watched. And then it has a chair as well. The bed has a leather headboard and underbed storage. And there's like a collage of um, old Saratoga equestrian pictures above the bed. Um, there's a big dresser and TV in the, bed, in the bedroom. And then the bathroom is connected to the bedroom as well. And the bathrooms in these villas are kind of strange. Did you watch? Have you seen these bathrooms? I don't believe so. So you walk... Basically, the bathroom is split into three separate rooms. From the bedroom, you walk in 
to the first room and it is a soaking tub and a vanity. And then there's another doorway. You go through that door and that door has the, um, like a single sink, a smaller vanity, and then the glass door shower. But that room also connects to the dining room. So you can access that part of the bathroom from the main space. But then there's another doorway and that takes you to the toilet. Uh, So it's like a big maze of doors. Okay. Which is very strange, but I guess it could be nice if you had a lot of people because you can all be doing different things at once. I guess so. In separating as much bathroom area as they can has been a theme in some recent renovations and especially in the newer resorts. So I guess that's a popular uh, want from guests that they want to be able to get as many people ready at the same time as they can, you know. Um, There also are two bedroom villas, and these are uh, the combination of a studio and a one bedroom villa. So you just connect the two together. And then the three bedroom villas. So these are kind of different than any other three bedroom villa we've covered. Usually the three bedroom villa is like very different off the walls, beautiful. But honestly, like the three bedroom villa here takes a lot of the designs from the studio and the one and two bedroom villas and like puts them together. So it's interesting, but I think they're really stunning. They truly look like you're walking into like a condo or something. There are these huge windows. There's a staircase, a spiral staircase because it's two floors Um, And then there are archways separating the different spaces, which make it slightly different than the other rooms. So the living room has the same Murphy bed sectional layout. Um, Then you walk through an archway to get to your full dining room that seats 10. And then you walk through your next archway to get to the large kitchen area, which looks exactly like the kitchen in the other villas. And then there's a bathroom off of the kitchen. And then there's one bedroom and a connected bathroom on the main floor that looks the same as the bedroom in the one-bedroom villa. And then upstairs is the second entrance to the room as well as the other two bedrooms and bathrooms. And these, um, these rooms each have two queen beds in them. So you can sleep tons of people in these rooms. Um, I'm sorry, how is there a second entrance? There's so, one on There's the one on first the first floor? floor and one on the second floor. Okay. So you can access the room from, from two, two different, different floors. Oh, I, I like that. That's yeah. cool. <laughs> so last room category here, and this is very unique to Saratoga Springs, they have the treehouse villas. Um, it's unclear as of now if they will be refurbished. I've heard some say no, and I've heard some say maybe. So it's probably a no, but maybe. Um, these sleep up to nine. And like Austin said, you're really out in the middle of nowhere. You're in the woods, which could be nice if you're looking for a relaxing vacation, but also very inconvenient if you're trying to get to parks. Um, and you do get a parking space, but you only get one. So if you're sleeping nine, you're probably going to have more than one car, which means one of your cars has to park in the parking lots by the lobby. Oof. Which... Really stinks. Um, These tree houses are set up kind of like rotunda style. It's a big circle. There's lots of earth tones and rustic woodwork. Think, Think the cabins. It's similar to the wilderness, Fort Wilderness cabins. 
You get a large deck and a grill with each villa. Um, it has one master bedroom with a connected bathroom and a queen bed, and then one additional bedroom with a queen bed and one room with bunk beds. And then there's an additional bathroom in the main living space. And then in the living space, there's also a sleeper sofa and a sleeper chair, and then a full kitchen, and obviously like your TV and all of that stuff. Um, so these are kind of like an upscale cabin, uh, but kind of cool, kind of unique. I'm excited for hopefully them to be refurbished because they are a little outdated, but that that still wouldn't necessarily hold me back from staying in one of these just because it's such a unique experience. Mm -hmm. All right. So moving on into some pricing, um, a deluxe studio in the preferred section of the resort at peak season is going to be about $803 in the off season. It'll be around 497 and the average price is going to be around $572. For a one-bedroom villa in the standard section of the resort, you will f um, find prices to be about $991 during peak season, $586 during the off-season, and on average around $665. And then lastly, the Treehouse Villas peak season is going to be around $1,942 dollars. Uh, Off-season will be around $1,063, and then on average, you'll find them for $1,271. As far as who I would recommend this resort to, um, it's great for people who want to golf and want to spend a lot of time at Disney Springs. So if you're looking for not necessarily a Disney Park vacation, this could be a great option for you. Yeah, I think you need to be accepting of the fact that transportation to the parks is going to take a long time. So um, if you're wanting to get there right at park opening and stay till park close, this is probably not a good option. If you want that laid back feeling with lots of recreation at the hotel and lots of options um, around Disney Springs, then I would recommend this for you. Yep. And these prices, we're talking about the lower end of the deluxe resorts here. So again, Saratoga Springs, Old Key West, these are kind of the some of the cheapest options you can find in the category. I think without hesitation, before these refurbishments, I wouldn't recommend this resort to anybody. This has Agreed. been a widely criticized resort, and deservingly so. Now there are actually groups of people that could have a great time staying here because the rooms are being done in a really fantastic way. It could also be good for people who like to take more last minute vacations. It's not as difficult to get into this resort. Um, yeah. So it could be a great option if you decide a few months, a couple months in advance that you want to go to Disney. Buying direct, there's always availability, sometimes even really close until the date you could rent some disney vacation club points to save even more money if you're looking to stay here i think that this is a good resort for people who always drive to disney and have their car you know if you know you're going to be driving to the theme parks then this transportation thing isn't an issue for you and you just have a really convenient way to get to disney springs that yeah. 
is free and you won't have to pay for parking there. So if you are one of those people who likes driving, then you might enjoy this spot. I guess that I have never really longed to stay here. Part of the reason is because of the theme itself. I just find it to be a little bit of a strange theme, honestly. It sounds like a really niche idea. And Mm -hmm. believe me, I love me some New York. Uh, I don't (laughs) necessarily know about upstate, but I love New York. But Saratoga Springs, like horse town equestrian vibes, it's very... I don't know. It. I don't know if it has the same type of appeal as some of these other places. I've never personally been drawn to it. And what's offered here and the way it's set up, I've always felt like it's just a less entertaining, more spread out, worse version of Boardwalk. Well, that's what I was going to say. I feel like Disney kind of went through a phase where they were like, how can we bring different parts of the country into the like the resorts so you have old key west you have boardwalk that's like the atlantic coast kind of vibe then you have this one that's like the upstate new york vibe because that is like a really popular vacation spot for a lot of people that live there i guess you kind of have like caribbean beach but that's more like out of the country but i don't know i just feel like this one didn't i guess it's not just like as distinct of characteristic as like the Atlantic coast boardwalk theme and the, I mean, you're in Florida. So old Key West makes sense. I don't know. It just didn't, it didn't feel like it worked as well as the other attempts to bring in different, different towns from yeah the country. And I don't know. Us being from Michigan, it's like, what if we suggested to Disney, they make a Mackinac Island resort? Yeah. Like, maybe to people who are from that area, it's recognizable and maybe desirable, but overall fitting into Walt Disney World, I've always found it to be just a little bit strange. But that's just me personally. Let's look at some of the touring plans reviews. So the scores for Saratoga Springs, would you recommend this hotel to a friend? 76% would, and that is exactly the Disney average. Would you stay at this hotel again? 90% said they would. Uh, That's just slightly below the Disney average of 92%. So the scores are fine um, as far as the average Disney scores go. I would consider staying here when the room refurbishments are 100% complete. Uh, If you asked me a year ago, I would laugh in your face if you were like, let's stay at Saratoga Springs. But with the work that's been going on, I know it's been slowed down because of lawsuits galore and pandemic stuff. But when that is done, uh, you wouldn't have to twist my arm anymore to give this place a chance. And where I'm at right now, yeah, I would really enjoy a little bit more of a relaxed vacation and heading over to Disney Springs a lot. That sounds like a lot of fun. I think another big thing for this resort was the Disney Springs overhaul because before downtown Disney was very much a one day trip. Like it's a, there wasn't a ton. It could keep you entertained for about a day, but definitely you didn't need more than that. 
now you can easily spend mul- like days on end exploring Disney Springs and all the food and all the shopping. So that makes the location that much more appealing because there are actually a lot of things to do at Disney Springs now. Yeah, exactly. That's a really good point. We should also probably note that if you have one of those big parties, the treehouse villas are a fairly affordable option. Um, the quality doesn't compare, but it is a lot cheaper than if you were to look into a bungalow or a wilderness lodge cabin. Yeah, It's kind of a bit more expensive, I believe, than the Fort Wilderness cabins but mm-hmm. but they're also bigger they yeah. sleep sleeping I think nine. three more people mm-hmm. i think the wilderness lodge sleeps six that's something to keep into consideration they really should provide you with more than one parking space though yes like what car is about to fit nine people you got you have to have at least two the video <laughs> i watched that was like you can carpool to the parking lot and then the rest of your party can get in their car and yeah pile in the <laughs> like, trunk <geez>. for driving <laughs> And also, if Disney, you are listening, offer golf cart rentals. Seriously. You you have to, there's got to be a better way. And I love Disney's buses. I think they do a great job. But there has to be a better way, especially if you're paying these prices, to not have to do internal buses everywhere. Yeah, you shouldn't have to bus to get breakfast. Like, that's that's not efficient. Everyone's, yeah, it's just not... No, and I believe every like separate neighborhood really needs their own quick service. So I'm glad that two other neighborhoods here have them, mm-hmm. but that should be available everywhere. Uh, yeah, so there's still there's still some improvements that could go on at this resort. There is a lot more to love about Saratoga than there used to be. Again, if you want that relaxation vibe, it's amazing to have a spa right at your fingertips. So yeah. huge perk. And the future is bright for this resort, maybe for the first time in its history. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that's going to do it for this episode of the Disney Daydream Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and that you'll join us for the next one. Remember, be kind to one another and take the time to find a magical moment in each and every day. 